Anything Combat with Johnny K. Well, it's Anything Combat, though. Welcome back, combatants, to the Anything Combat show, wherein we discuss everything mixed martial arts. I'm your host, Johnny K, and today we're joined by a special guest. He's a one-championship fighter. He's silky smooth. He has the best elbows in the game. He's an American fighting in one championship in the 167-pound division. Please welcome Eddie Abasolo. How are you, Eddie? I'm good, man. Happy to be here. Good. Some people stuff up your surname. They say to me that you were Eddie Absolo, but how do you say it? How do you, can you say it for us correctly? Yeah, it's uh, Abasolo. Abasolo. I saw that you had baseball and basketball endeavors. You love those two sports. Um, how far did you make it in those sports before transitioning into combat sports? Uh, just high school. Uh, nothing beyond that. But uh, I've with baseball, I played my whole life from little t-ball all the way up to high school. Who who are your teams in baseball and basketball, respectfully? Um, when it came to uh, baseball, I was always an A's fan because I'm from the Bay Area. And my and my dad's favorite team was uh, the Oakland A's, so uh, the A's was my favorite growing up. And basketball. Uh, it was my dad's favorite was uh, the Celtics, so you know I gravitated towards the Celtics uh, uh, as well. But my mom, she's probably the only real real Warriors fan that I knew uh, before the Warriors were even a thing. <laughs> About your dad, I read that he was a fighter as well. What was his career like? Because I couldn't find any information on that online. Yeah, he did a uh, Kajikempo tournaments locally. You know, and uh, he became a black belt in Kajikempo. And, um, yeah, he just did a lot of local uh, local tournaments and stuff like that. Eddie, I read that you were the first American to win in one championship's rule set. What did that mean to you representing the U.S.? Uh, man, it, it wasn't something that uh, I was aiming to do, but just hearing it, uh, it, it means a lot, man. You know, I'm... I'm doing my best to uh, represent the U.S. as best as I could. You know, Who gave you the nickname Silky Smooth? It was my teammates from when I first started, uh, Warriors Muay Thai and Vallejo. And uh, we would just uh, mess around with each other and give each other nicknames. And I, I had pretty good movement at the time. You know, um, I, I was pretty slick already, but I was... I wasn't nearly as sharp as I am now. You know, there was things that I was I would do off of reaction versus uh, being able to create um, certain opportunities, you know, and, and really, like, hone in on it. So they called me Silky Smooth. Personally, I think the best part of your game, my favorite part of your game, is the elbows. So when did you really fall in love with throwing those elbows like that in, in sequence and succession? And what is your favorite elbow to throw? Um, I have to say my favorite elbow to throw is the spinning elbow. Because um, it comes off of a slip and, you know, it's, it's just head movement and I love head movement. And that's just one of the things I feel like I can uh, uh, input off of my... Uh, head movement you know is the spinning elbow but um what really i don't know i just always been in love with with elbows um you know because there's it's it's muay thai you know elbows i mean muay thai is the only uh thing that you can really throw uh 
elbows in when it comes to stand-up fighting. Who's your favorite Muay Thai fighter? Who inspired your style? Um, it'd have to be Samart and uh, Samrock. They're uh, golden era fighters. And um, they're real slick and real, uh, they got real good movement. They're great defensively, you know, and uh, they're great at breaking people's rhythms. And um, yeah, man, I just really look up to those guys and I've always wanted to be like First of all, I saw that it was around eight, you had 18 fights and then you went to fight Sichutai or it was the 18th fight, one of the two. I just spoke to Shannon Wirachai, uh, who is our Super Bonds coach, and he said mm-hmm. he personally thought you won that fight. So first of oh, all, what yeah. does that mean to you? And, and second of all, you want that rematch. So when can we see that? Uh, well, we're just, you know, it, it's... It's on a slow simmer right now. We're just trying to see the the right opportunities and and uh, put all the pieces together. You know, um, uh, as soon as we can, though. You know, um, doing my best to stay in shape and stay ready. Um, and what it means to me is when I hear, you know, other people uh, like Super Bond's coach saying uh, what he said. Man, it, it just uh, it it just fills me up with joy because you know to just to earn the respect from these guys, man. Like that, that's what I'm, I really aim for, you know, it, the wins and losses. Uh, yeah, it, it's good to have, have wins to gain the respect. And you know what I mean? From, from people like that, you know what I mean? That's, uh, that means more to me than anything. I was listening to a, uh, interview with you and you said you need to fight an unconventional fighter conventionally and a conventional fighter unconventionally. Where did you learn this, uh, idea and where have you applied it in your fighting career? Um, I feel like just naturally through experience is where I've, uh, adapted the, the mindset, you know, um, I feel like it's with everything, uh, you know, you don't punch with the puncher and you don't kick with the kicker. You punch the kicker, but you kick the puncher. You know what I mean? So it's it's kind of like in, in that same uh, uh, area of concept, you know. You don't fight someone technical with technical. I got to fight them unorthodox and vice versa. You know, it's just who can capitalize on the game better. Understood. What goals do you have for your time at one championship is having the belt the end goal for you, or do you want something else? Uh, obviously, I want the belt. I want the belt, you know, uh, that would signify that I would be the best in my division. Um, but for the most part, man, I just, uh, my goal throughout my entire journey was to just, was to change the game. Um, maybe not change the game, you know what I mean? I'm not just someone who played the game and just, you know, was all right at it. I want to be someone who played the game and put a few of his own pages in the book of Muay Thai. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's my ultimate goal. I want to be remembered, um, not just as a great American fighter, but uh, just a, a great martial artist and a great fighter in general. Yeah, understood. You brought up about being American. What was that uh What was that uh, like to go into Thailand as an American? Did they... Um take kindly to you originally or were they um kind of standoffish how was that i feel like uh, they took kindly to me originally you know 
Um, but at the same time, uh, I, I wasn't, no one knew who I was. I, this is how I felt. I don't know if people knew who I was or uh, people didn't know. Um, but I felt like uh, people were unsure of who I was. You know what I mean? Um, I have yet to to uh, put a staple or a stamp on anything, you know? Um, and to fight someone like Siddichai, I feel like uh, after that fight, I I just like I got the nod from them like okay okay I see you you know what I mean like like respect you know but uh originally I feel like they they took kindly to me my question for you is I want to have a pre I want your prediction for Superleg versus Rod Tang who do you have in that fight and why oh man I'd have to man I'd have to say Superleg cuz he's been running the muck and I'm not saying Rod Tang ain't you know, it's it's so hard because it's neck and neck. But if I had to pick one, I'd have to pick Super Leg. How much sauna and ice bath work do you do? Um, not too much sauna. Uh, maybe a little bit here and there. But um, the ice baths uh, over here, we try at the Resistance. We try to do it every Wednesday um, or every other Wednesday. You know, so about every week, every two weeks. Yeah, cool, cool, cool. I want to ask you about your knockout over Larson. Is can you run us through that sequence of what you were thinking during the moment? And also, is this the best uh, knockout or win of your career, or would you consider a different fight your best win? Um, yeah, I would have to say that was uh my best win in in, in that fashion. You know, um. I've had great performances, but uh, like as far as the knockout, you know, that's probably one of my greatest uh, achievements. In the moment, he caught me with something nice right before uh, that moment occurred. And it was just kind of like, a, if you've ever been like hard sparring with someone and they catch you with something nice, it's, it like kind of like pulls a trigger in you. It's like, okay, and then, you know what I mean? It, it was thoughtless, but thoughtful simultaneously in the moment. You know, I just stepped in and threw the right cross, and uh, like it, it just landed perfectly. How do you fight an opponent that has better frame than you? And by better frame, I mean taller or longer, longer legs, longer arms. How do you work around that reach? What do you? What should fighters do to beat um, fighters that outsize them? Um, when it comes to taller fighters, that I use a lot of my uh, long weapons, you know, I, I, I have to, I, I have to do my best to use my long weapons, um, and try to either be inside of their, when I say inside their range, I mean crowding their range, you know, to where I'm stuffing or jamming their strikes or outside of their range, you know, so I'm constantly trying to play with the rhythm in that sense. I know at a high level, I, it feels like the higher level I go, it's uh, who's going to overreach first. Like, that's what the game feels like. Who's going to lose their, their balance, their posture, uh, and overreach first. And if I can get someone to overreach, you know, um, by making people miss, we tend to reach when we miss. And then when uh, we feel like we're missing and we need to reach, then they close the distance for you. You know what I'm saying? That's just one way to play with the rhythm is uh, make them miss and then 
make them come in even harder so I don't have to step in as hard. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Eddie, I want to ask you, what does it mean to you to be a dad? And also, how much training are you putting your kids through? Uh, It means the world to me, man. Like, uh, for me, I feel like they're one of the main reasons why I've made it this far. Because, uh, you know, um, if I'm ever at the gym and I'm feeling lazy... When I'm at the gym, I'm sacrificing my time with my kids. So I need to make the sacrifice worth it. You know, um, I can't just be like, all right, I'm just hop on the bike. I don't feel like it right now. You know, uh, when I look at what I'm sacrificing, it's like, no, nah, you better get up and do that road work. You know, you better do these uh, sprints. You better do this conditioning. Um, it, it just gives me a bigger kick in the butt to, to make the make the sacrifices worth it. You know what I mean? What activities do you do or hobbies outside of fighting? Like, what are you good at outside of fighting? Uh, I like roller skating. I like uh, uh, riding on the longboard. You know, I like um, playing basketball. Uh, I like swimming, video games drawing, um, making music whenever I can get a hold of uh, a program to, to make some music on, you know. Um, yeah, man, I just like to, to play with things and get creative, you know. Where can we listen to Eddie Abasolo's uh, solos, like your music tracks? Where can we listen oh. to those? Uh, I don't I don't have none out. I just, uh, you know, like have apps where I can make beats and, and stuff like that, you know. Uh, but it, it's I don't I didn't buy the app. I'm still on like the you know, so I can't save nothing. I just make some and it'll just be deleted. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which sports star really inspired you when you were younger? Sports star. Sports star it could be it could be someone NBA, NFL, baseball, any any person that you look to that you said one day I want to be in their position. Hmm. When I was a kid, I don't know. I just wanted to be like my dad, you know. Uh, he he was huge in sports, you know. Uh, he played uh, for a softball league. He played basketball on the weekends uh, when they would have open gym and I would be there playing with them. Uh, my dad was just playing and he was good at everything he did, you know. We'd play football on Thanksgiving uh, and, like, you know, on the weekends and stuff with, with his friends. So, um I just always wanted to be like that, just good at everything, you know. And uh, I remember when I was a kid, he told me, uh, son, the day you, that you could kick my ass is the day that, uh, you know, you, you're the man, you know. So I was always striving for that, but not like uh, with malintent, you know. It was just like, I want to be the man, you know. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, you've got an interesting surname, bro. Um, what cultural background is your family originally from? Are you just USA or, or is there something else there? Um, my dad is full blood Filipino and my mom, yeah, and my mom, she's a Sicilian and Mexican. So I'm Sicilian, Mexican, Filipino. So, so you're part Italian. Yeah. Yeah. 
I've got another prediction for you. Superbon versus Tawanchai. Massive fight. Who do you have in this fight and why? Man, uh, I don't know. I'm, to be honest, like, uh, I'm a huge fan of both of them, you know? Uh, I don't know. I, I can't call. I would have to, man, let's say Taiwan Chai. Let's say Taiwan Chai because he's just been steamrolling shit lately with ease. <laughs> what, um, how much MMA do you watch? There's a lot of Muay Thai guys that uh, don't really watch MMA. Do you watch any? Yeah, I watch it. I'm just real bad with like the names and knowing, you know what I mean? When I'm watching it with, uh, whenever, because we watch it at the gym, you know, whenever there's events, we'll, we'll be at the gym and get together and just watch it on the big TV. And um, I'm constantly asking questions, you know, about like what's going on and what's, uh, you know, I, I'm very interested in it. Uh, it's just that my, my knowledge is, is lackluster when it comes to it, you know. Would you ever compete in the sport? Um, I have fun when, whenever, because whenever I spar doing MMA, I actually love it. You know, I love to grapple and uh, wrestle and, you know, implement my striking with the fact of uh, being able to take someone down or, you know, fighting off a takedown or just, it, it intrigues me, you know. It, it's like another level of clinch since it's both grappling, you know. Uh, I wouldn't count it out. I wouldn't count it out. Uh, I'm, I'm not too far from, uh, from falling in love with it. MMA is kind of like a, 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 a side chick, a MMA, <laughs> you know, for me. <laughs> That's terrible. Um, <laughs> who do you like in the UFC? What, what's a, who's a fighter that you saw that you're really impressed with? Um... Recently, that is. Volkanovski, yeah. I really like you him. You like man. him? Yeah, yeah. I really like him. He's He seems really solid, really based, really grounded, and uh, very explosive. He has great uh, takedown defense, and uh, he just uh, is a pleasure to watch. Do you think that his stock rised because of him losing to Islam Makachev? Uh, could be. Could be, you know. Um, I feel like my stock rised uh, from losing to Sidichai, you know. It's like, so you never know. I, I can't call it. I feel like uh, based off of performance and, you know what I mean, like just winning the heart of the crowd, regardless of a dub or an L, your stock can still still rise. What do you think about Volkanovski's Muay Thai ability from a pure striking um sense seeing that you're the expert in this field uh what would you rank his muay thai ability um i would say uh i would say eight because if anything he reminds me of like a ramon deckers when he strikes you know I really like Ramon Decker. I just recently watched, like, I don't know that much about kickboxing or Muay Thai, so I went and watched a whole bunch of, like, documentaries on YouTube, and Ramon Decker popped up, and I was astonished with how much he achieved in the sport yeah. with the amount of titles he got and the royal family giving him, like, a medal. Like, it was crazy. 
Uh, yeah. Did that guy inspire you? And um, have you taken anything from his uh, game? Yeah. Um, Ramon Deckers really inspired me because uh, he was a he was the first Ferrang that I knew that uh, was able to do it, you know, uh, play the game and win the game against the ties. And, uh, again, like you just mentioned, the love and the respect that he got, uh, it wasn't just about the fight, but, you know, they respected him as well. Um, and one thing that I've learned from him was how to exchange. Uh, he was a great exchanger. You know, he can exchange like a motherfucker. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, his tenacity and I just that's something that I strive with strive to do whenever I'm in an exchange what do you think about bare knuckle events like Lethway and also bare knuckle boxing do you like any of these events a lot of fighters say that it's too brutal um I I don't mind the events you know I wouldn't say it's too brutal it's just uh I don't um I haven't, would I do one? Yeah, of course. I, I, I wouldn't mind doing a bare knuckle or even a left way, but uh, that's just, I know left ways with the headbutts and everything, right? That's just another level of, of crazy for me. I'm not even going to lie. You know, I got respect for people who fight in both bare knuckle and left way, but uh, yeah, I don't know, because a lot of people think Muay Thai is brutal and small gloves is, is brutal, you know what I mean? So me... Uh, looking onto that, I just feel like those, the people who look onto us as uh, barbarians, you know what I mean? It's not really like that. <laughs> it's an art. Uh, one thing I do have to say to bring up, I want to ask you about Lethway, is that when they get knocked out, they get the smelling salts out to like revive them, to wake them back up so they yeah. can fight again. Uh, what do you think about that? Is that is that out of control or would you mind, would you like doing that in Muay Thai? I don't know. Nah, I wouldn't like doing that, man. Like, that's that's crazy to me. Again, I respect the people who do do that. You know what I mean? But for me, I, I can't do that, man. It's like, if, if you knock me out, man, all right, cool. I'll, you know, I'll take the L. <laughs> um, how often do you travel to Thailand? And uh, what is your experience in Thailand? Do you love the country? Yeah. Um, I've traveled there twice uh only um, funny thing is I've, I've only been there twice. Once to in 2016 to train. Uh, I was there for like a month. I trained at Sitsong Pinong with Moonlit. And uh, I got to work with Sitichai uh, a while while I was out there too. You know what I mean? And then the second time I was in Thailand was when I fought Sitichai. Uh, so those are my only two experiences. And uh, man, it... It's not just the place, but, you know, the way it, it came back full circle. You know what I mean? First time I was there, I was training with them. Second time I was there, I was fighting with them. And, uh, man, it was just, I, I love it, man. Because it was a dream come true. I fought in Lumpini, you know, at, in Bangkok. And I never visualized I'd be able to fight there, you know, unless you, like, move out there and join the circuit and then, and, you know, uh, shout out to one for making that happen for me, too. You know, it's just, I, man, I love Thailand. I love it.
That is a crazy story. I did not know that you trained with Sitachai before you fought him. What was that experience yeah. like when you got the call to fight him? Were you like, oh, not this guy? Or were you like, bring it on? And did Sitachai say anything to you? Um, When I got the call, uh, I'm never like, oh, not this guy. You know, uh, if anything, I'm like, I'm like, yes, bring it on, please. You know, um, I, I want the tough fights. I want the the competition to be high level because that's what's going to bring the best out of me. You know, people who who test me and uh, who I'm not supposed to win against or beat or even do well against, you know, there's things that they bring out of me that I didn't even know was in there. And I'm just so curious to find out what that is, you know, that's which is why I get excited whenever I come across uh, high level bouts. Um, it was. Just, and again, the fact when I got the call and the fact that it was full circle is what made me super excited about the fight, you know. Um, and when I seen Sitachai, I don't know if he remembers me, but uh, it was nothing but love, you know. Before and after the fight, it was nothing but love. That's good. That's good. Who's the goat of Muay Thai and kickboxing? Like, um, who's the goat of the one sport and the other sport? Um, Muay Thai. I would have to say some art since I admire him so much. You know, he'll forever be my favorite. Uh, when it comes to kickboxing, um, man, Petrosian, Petrosian was uh, someone that I was, still is, um, someone that I admire and who's done a lot and accomplished a lot in the sport of uh, kickboxing. You know, I just love the way he did it. Do you see him coming back at all and having a good run, or do you think that he's done? Um, I don't know. You know, it, it's pretty hard to call because uh, a lot of people retire and come out of retirement. Um, I feel like uh, I don't. I don't know because I feel like for him, it would be based off of what's going on outside of his. Uh, what's going on in his life outside of fighting. You know, if that's, if everything is uh, going smooth in that aspect, I think he'd come back and do well. You know, if uh, he's on other adventures and, um, you know, his passion has gone somewhere else, then, you know, maybe he, he doesn't step back in the ring. When I was researching on Wikipedia, I looked at his record and I saw that he had beaten uh, Chingas Alazov, like, ages ago before one championship just at a kickboxing event i don't know which one it was when i saw this i saw i thought to myself like i couldn't believe that um out of out of all of chinga's uh losses now that he's won so many belts and he's the pound for pound best kickboxer in the world that he had lost to somebody who when he beat superbond superbond beat um petrosian i was i i just like i couldn't believe that what do you yeah. think what do you think is needed to beat someone like Alazov, or do you see him holding the belt for the next like four or five years? It's hard to say what's needed, man. Uh, 
this is just my opinion and coming from me, it's hard to say what's needed because he's got all the tools. He's explosive. And, uh, yeah, man, I, I, I would say, um, I agree with you when I say he'd be the one holding the belt for the next four or five years. Do you think that Thai fighters should incorporate, uh, the Taekwondo sidekick into their game a little bit more? or spinning back kick? Is this something that you're trying to incorporate, or do you think it's kind of irrelevant? Um, I feel like circumstantially, uh, a lot of Thai fighters already do it, you know? Uh, maybe not the, the spinning back kicks, but, uh, I mean, we see a lot of them uh, do it already, but um, not overkill on it. But I feel like the, the side kicks... Um, they're just side teeps. They're longer teeps, you know. Um, I feel like a lot of uh, Muay Thai fighters already incorporated. I feel like a lot of the techniques that we use are, are very similar, and circumstantially they work. How much do you like Return of the Mac? Uh, I love that song. I came out to that song uh, in a couple of my fights in amateur. That's my jam. Yeah, no, I, I saw, I saw the clip. I saw the clip. That's why I wanted to ask you. Oh yeah. Why choose Muay? <laughs> why, why choose Muay Thai over kickboxing? Um, person, my personal preference and opinion is because uh, it's it's beautiful. I feel like Muay Thai is beautiful. You know, not to say that the other styles are ugly. You know, but for me, um, just like just like women, you know, uh, this is what I'm attracted to. You know, not to say that everyone else isn't beautiful, but this is what I'm attracted to. To me, Muay Thai is beautiful. You know, the techniques, the the dance, the the fight. Um, when I say the dance, I'm I'm referring to the fight. You know, um, just the way it, it's put together. Now it can be brutal, um, but. The, the ones at the highest level with the with the best balance and best technique, um, I feel like it's just beautiful, beautiful to watch. That's all we have time for, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much, Eddie, for coming on the show. Is there any final remarks you want to say to the fans at home before we wrap up the podcast? Oh, like always, man, I love y'all, and thanks for the, the continued support, man. And, you know, um, I want to give a shout-out for the U.S. and let everyone know that there's plenty more like me coming. You know, we got a lot of talent out here in the U.S. And, uh, you know, it, well, every, everyone's coming, man. You know, after me, there's plenty more. There's plenty more. We got a lot of talent out here. Follow Eddie Abasolo on Instagram, link in the description, and subscribe to Anything Combat on YouTube. See you guys next time. Bye-bye.